podcast. It is Labor Day. We are recording, so tomorrow would be September seventh. Uh, absolutely unreal Labor Day with so much to unpack with the PGA Tour um, season ending with Patrick Hanley winning MLB uh, playoffs coming uh, coming in uh, up pretty soon with the uh, September hitting um, college football. Just a fantastic weekend of week one college sports. Um, and then we finish off with our AFC, NFC West predictions today. And then Thursday, we'll finish off with AFC, NFC North. And it is officially week one of the NFL season and uh, college football as well. So it is just going to be this weekend. It's just going to be amazing sports. Probably won't move from my couch just like I did on Saturday. Um, so on Saturday... We'll, we'll, we'll start with the PGA Tour. Um, Patrick Hanley wins a FedEx Cup, wins a whopping $15 million check. The amount of money that that dude made in one weekend is just absurd. 15 mil just to play golf one, one weekend. Well, and uh, I was just going to say, like, pretty much Rom and uh, Cantley. Since I would say like mid Saturday, we're playing pretty much match play at that point because it was just them two. There was no one even it close. Was they, were, they were so far ahead. It was just there. I think after Saturday, they were both. I think Cantley was at 18 under and Ram was at 17 under. I think third place was at 12 or 13. It wasn't even close. So it was those two going to run away with it. And the shout fact, out Kevin Na, though, for getting third. Kevin Na came, out of, came out of nowhere. Um, but these you're playing in a half around Saturday, so you're playing pretty much at this point 27 holes. The winner after 27 holes wins at this point, you they're both going to win at five million dollars. It's a 10 million dollar round. That's what we played for two and a half to a day and a half. That's just absurd to me. Um, I can only imagine the pressure. It was an incredible, it was an incredible match play, too. Oh, yeah, at uh, 18th hole. Um, did you watch that final hole? Yeah, I did. Man, dude, Rams was fucking right on the stick. I right thought he was gonna hold. It just kind of took two hard bounces and kind of skipped off. Yeah, uh, it didn't catch it all for him. And then no. Cantley to come up, dude, with a lot of pressure. I mean, that's a ten million dollar shot. Yeah, and uh, sticks it with you know what eight eight to ten feet probably. I mean, he's on the tee box at eighteen. It's a par five, so they. But the thing is that. He knows Rom has the eagle. He just needs to stick it in the fairway. And Canley goes out there and hits a 360-yard best drive of the, the weekend for him. It's a 360 dead straight right down the middle. I think they said he was left like 210. He hit like a six iron in. Um, just the nuts on that guy coming down the wire with $10 million on the line. Um, it's just it's good for him. I mean, I saw the PGA Tour game with that. He had four wins this year which for golfers quite a bit i can't I, I didn't remember him having that many wins and then he had uh 10 top 25s and then and then he wins the fedex cup he i mean two of his wins were the last two weekends well, of the last year, week the too, yeah yeah so <laughs> I, mean, I mean even more incredible that he'd go back to back weekends fucking winning um, yeah obviously he started with a little 
stroke advantage this weekend, but still, yeah. man, shout-outs to uh, Cantley. Hopefully, he can carry that over into the Ryder Cup for us. The Ryder Cup. I mean, we need to at least win. I mean, we, we got the, the uh, women in the Solemn Cup this weekend. Um, kind of got dominated by the, the Europeans this weekend. Pretty surprising, the, too, man. They got trashed, and yeah. we got a lot of the top golfers in the world. I mean, we have the number one the, lady golfer. With obviously, the yeah, the, the quarter twins. Yeah. They're both yeah. great. And uh, I don't know Danielle what they're. King. I don't know exactly what uh, Nelly did. Um, her uh, her record this weekend, um, but I, I feel like yeah, the, the U.S. should have won that. Um, but yeah, I didn't watch much of it either. I just saw kind of the highlights. Too, I mean, I, I just saw the highlights. There was a lot of stuff going on this weekend with the PGA Tour, baseball, college football, and then all the other stuff. But that was kind of sucked we wanted them to win you know get start off with the the team aspect of united states golf um start off uh, the right way going in the Ryder cup but you know hopefully the u.s can uh, bounce back uh in a couple weeks uh, up in sheboygan uh, wisconsin um and then phil got announced when i think that was was it friday he announced he's assistant captain for the u.s it was friday yeah so he phil is not playing strict yeah, strict victim. He will be no, he, can, he can play. He, he can, can play as the he can play as the assistant captain. I still don't think he'll get picked. There's other guys on there that um yeah, yeah are better than sure. him. I mean, did it's you great see morale what, for the team though? Did They'll you have see the coffee what, and the CBD going for everybody? Did you see what uh, Justin uh, uh, Jordan Spieth said and after his interview on on Friday after his round? There were uh, a media ask them a pic, uh, a question like, uh, are you going to the Ryder Cup or do you are you hoping to go to the Ryder Cup? And he said, if I don't make the Ryder Cup team, I think Justin Thomas might quit. Because <laughs> him, him and uh, him that's and... That's what uh, said. That's what Spee said. Because so, those two guys are like almost best friends and they play really well together in a team environment. Yeah, yeah so. they'll play well together. Uh, that was just kind of a funny joke for... It kind Spieth. of sucked not seeing uh, Ricky out there. Yeah, he just he's just had an awful. awful I know he's year. been he's been bad for like a year and a half. Yeah. He's going through a lot, man. He's got his yeah. new clubs that he's got. Uh, he's going through a swing change, but I'm sure he'll be back. Yeah, he'll be back. So I mean, the end of the PGA Tour, I thought it was a great year. Um, this was kind of the super year because I mean they still counted the the three majors from last year. Because um, the, obviously the Open Championship didn't play. So they counted there's two masters this year, two US Opens, two PGA championships this year. And we'll never see that again. But um just an, a great uh year of golf. Um and uh, I can't wait for the Ryder Cup to seal it off. Yeah. Last thing with golf, uh shout out to former UNLV golfer Kurt Kitayama. Got his PGA tour card this weekend. There the, we uh, go. Corn, West tour. Nice. There we go. And you typed for eleventh. There we go. It was up in Boise, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Um, and then we're going to, we'll go and start talking about MLB. The come down the wire. There's some teams now starting to kind of, I'm not saying uh, run away with it, but it's starting to distance itself. I mean, it, at least in the NL, it looked like there were a couple teams in there that could have got in. The AL was just a, a 
there's a it was just a, a circus. There were so many teams, and now it looks like with a couple more weeks of play, there's only I think there's a, in, in the AL. I saw that it's the Red Sox and the Yankees, and then you have the Mariners and the Blue Jays both three back, and then the A's are three and a half, and they and those are the three teams pretty much battling right now um, for that last wild card spot. They are, dude. Yeah, Mariners. They lost today bad to the Astros, but dude, they have been hot. Yeah. Um, same with the Blue Jays. I know the I know the Yankees and the Red Sox have both been on a slide. I think they've lost at least two or three in a row. Yeah. Um, and then the A's are falling off the wagon. They're yeah, A's are falling off. off. So um, that's the AL. The NL is it's a battle for the second wild card spot. The Dodgers yeah, or the Giants, just one spot. The Dodgers or the Giants will get at least one because they're. The Dodgers right now are the second wild, the first wild card team, and they're 13 and a half games up right now. I don't, th- I would, if they only, lost, yeah, only one back in division, too. One back in the division. So. Um, after that, the, the, they played this past weekend. It was a, yeah, they played yesterday. So they yeah, did, yeah, it's good. They series. lost, lost a series against the Giants. Um, so it's just those two teams. And then the other, the, the second wildcard spot, you got the Padres, you got the Reds, the Phillies, the Cardinals, and the Mets are all within four games. The Reds are one back, the Phillies are two, Cardinals are three and a half, and the Mets are four and a half right now. And it's crazy to think the Mets are only four and a half games back because I feel like every time we talk about the Mets, it's because they suck. Yeah, I think right. they got walked off today by the Nationals. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, obviously, baseball fans want Padres, Dodgers, wildcard game. That'd be incredible. Yeah, that'd be incredible. I mean, and then for us west coast guys we would love you know you know a lot of west coast teams to get into the uh into the in the dance but the a's doesn't look like they're going to do anything there they're way too far back so we're hoping for the Do- the dodgers uh, we're hoping for the Padres to get in yeah seattle's kind of west coast yeah seattle's west northwest coast. yeah um vadi hits his 40th homer of the year this weekend he yeah. It sucks because I wish I could just say he's a lock for the AL MVP, but it's not going to happen because Shohei will win. Um, yeah. But absolute yeah, unreal year right. for him. Did uh, Did Vlad Senior ever win MVP? Maybe once. I don't know. He might have won it once. I can't remember. I feel like 04 maybe. Or yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. He probably um, did. I'm sure he did. I can't remember. Has father son ever won MVP? I'm going to guess and say no, because there's not a lot of uh, – yeah. no. Because all the father-sons you think of, you think of obviously Vlad Jr., Vlad and Vlad Jr. And Bonds, and but I don't think their dads ever did. I don't think their dads ever won MVPs. Um, so, hopefully – it'd be, it'd be awesome if he did win, but it's not going to ha- – I don't think it's going to happen. There's a slim chance that happens. Did you – how many yeah, – Yeah, he's not going to win. Not with Otani's uh, year. Yeah. All right, now let's talk about just a packed weekend of college football. It started on Thursday, went all the way. The last game just got done. Um, almost. Yeah, hey, hey, by the way, by the way, I'm good. He, in 2004, MVP. I'm, oh, I'm there you go. <laughs> there you go. So I wonder if they will be the first father son duo to ever win MVP. That'd be if sweet. Ever gets I think, one. Yeah, I think he will get one. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I would say of the college football games that were nationally televised or the games I watched, 
I'd say 90% of them were like must watch football games. There were only a couple, like the later games on Saturday, Bama blew out Miami. It just, when, the, when Alabama has question marks on, oh, no quarterback, uh, their OC leaves, it's Alabama. They're, they just reload. They don't get worse. They just reload. And they go out there and just dominate Miami. I mean, did you see Miami? Got a, they thought they got a turnover. They put the turnover chain on the guy, down 27. And then they reverse the call, and the guy has to take the turnover chain back and put it back, and Bama goes down and scores. <laughs> That's just how Alabama was running. I mean, that was just a game. Dude, Alabama is incredible. They will yeah. be incredible until Nick Saban is done coaching there. Yeah. And, and then, then it's uh, just that quarterback is going to be disgusting for the next two years. Yeah. He was all over. I mean, I think he had five touchdowns. Uh, yeah. 400 yards. Monster. Yeah. 400 California yards guy, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have the notes here. Penn State, Wisco, terrible game. I think it's just Big Ten football. Just coming uh, dude, that was a fucking dog shit game with that atmosphere. I do, do honestly, all of college football, I think, uh, kind of took a shock to having fans in the stands, uh, a lot yeah. of nerves and stuff, because there was quite a few upsets, uh, big upsets. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I, yeah, and, I mean, we're talking, if we're talking yeah, about a lot big, of games were close. Yeah, a ton of games are close. I mean, if we're talking upsets, the Big Sky, which is an FCS conference, Went seven and zero against the spread against the D one teams. This a couple wins too. And yeah, they had a couple. Yeah, wins. You had Eastern Washington beating UNLV, which was a pretty fair matchup. Yeah. Um, and then you had uh, UW here. Yeah, uh, got UW. upset big time by uh, Montana. And they lost to Montana, and it wasn't like it was a shootout. It was thirteen to seven. It was a. In South Dakota, almost beat Kansas. Almost, and then Kansas Storm. The rest of the field, what a fucking joke! <laughs> yeah, just terrible. And then, yeah, so the Penn I saw, State. I saw Megsy's. I saw Megsy's fifty-yard line. Was he? Was he in there? <laughs> I think he was. Um, but I mean that I, I, obviously in my parlay, which I just wanted to get this out there. On our social media stuff, has been saying that uh, my picks were by themselves, but they weren't. They were, it's a parlay. I had Wisconsin, Alabama, Fresno State. I had two of the three, right? So technically, me and Squire. Hey, they were good picks. They were good picks. Technically, me and Squire went over this weekend, which every, it happens, you know. Um, but I thought that Wisconsin game wasn't terrible. It just looked like Graham Ertz had no idea what he was doing. He looked lost. I think, I think, I think I'm just going to stick with picks. I think I'm yeah. gonna shy away for the from the parlays of college football for now. Yeah. Just because early on in the season right now, man, I don't trust the you had Vanderbilt SEC team lost to East Tennessee State. Yeah. It was yeah. twenty to three, I think. Yeah. Three points. It's couldn't even, couldn't even get a touchdown. And it, I think yeah, you, with the fans being back, and I think honestly, I think the reason why there's the big I like the big conferences. The big, big, big like power five schools. The thing with those schools is those guys, they always will have those players that they lose early. There's a lot of juniors that I go in the draft or seniors or stuff like that. And with the COVID year, it felt like when watching the, the 20 this past draft, every guy was a power five player, which 
most years it is. But I think for this year, the, a lot of the mid-majors and, the, you know, the FCS schools or the, the lower tier power five schools, having all these seniors come back and then also being able to do spring football and f- like full workouts before a season, I think is making these games a lot closer than you think. Yeah, a lot of grad transfers too, because you, you had a lot of transfer. seniors that probably graduated at these power five schools yeah. that weren't going to play. They're yeah. you know might as well transfer out and go you know finish my year off. I know UNLV got a lot of uh, offensive linemen from like USC and a couple yeah. other schools, but obviously that didn't fucking help. Yeah, so like, I mean, U- UCLA played LSU and UCLA kind of dominated that game. They looked nice. They look really good. Chip Kelly looked like he's back in his environment. Yeah, and I think the thing that they kept saying on the broadcast, which is alluding back to the older players and, you know, like an LSU, it doesn't matter. They're going to lose guys to the draft no matter what. I mean, they had Jamar Chase opt out last year and still go in the top 15 of the draft. I think he went like seven or something. Oh, no, he went five. To the and they have the best corner in football. Yeah. College football, Derek Stingley. So they have guys. It's just the fact of – UCLA, they said, had five six-year seniors on their defense, two fifth-year seniors, and the rest were four-year seniors. That might be the oldest defense in college football history. When you got guys that are six years, I mean, they got their eight, that means they're 23, 24, playing defense against LSU freshmen who are 18. I think it's Thompson Robinson's third year, right? Yep. The quarterback. He's yep. Yeah, I mean, he looked sharp, man. They looked – UCLA looked really good. So you know I mean, who looked really bad? Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Since we're now we're gonna talk about this game. If you guys don't know, I'm a Fresno State guy. Went there. Pick Fresno State to cover, which they did. They should have handily won. covered. Easily covered. Easily covered. They should have won that game. Yes. They facts. had I think the biggest Besides the turnovers, Fresno State had three turnovers. There's the second drive of the game. I mean, obviously, Oregon's best player, probably the best player in the country, um, Thibodeau. He is the defensive end. He's supposed to go 1 1 in the draft this year. Second, yeah, first play of the second drive, uh, strip sack fumble. Oregon gets it the four scores. Next drive, Fresno State gets it, fumbles. And on the second play of the third drive, and then Oregon goes down and scores again. But then it was 14 to three. Fresno State ended up kicking a field goal the next drive. Our defense, and I honestly think, I, I don't know if it's more Fresno State's defense or how just how bad Oregon's offense looked. Their quarterback, did, quarterback. Their quarterback did not play very well. Um, it just seemed like Fresno State was forcing them to throw, like forcing them to f- throw the football, and they just were not throwing it. And when they were, it was the passes were didn't hit him on the chest. Where um, it wasn't in stride. It just didn't seem clean. Everything for Oregon seemed off. And for the 11th best team in the country, you think, even though Fresno State is a upper tier, I'm going to say a really good power or mid major, but they're an upper tier. They're not a terrible mid major school. They always we always play against those teams, Pac-12 all the time. Um, you just think a number 11 offense is going to look a lot better than the, how they looked. And they looked really bad. It seemed like if they, if yeah. they didn't have, if they didn't have turnovers, Oregon just punted. It was, 
they would drive and punt, drive and punt. It just felt like they just kept punting all the time. And but I will say, Fresno State offense, Jake Hayner, he is a bound uh, transfer from UW, and he played out uh, out of his mind. I think he had 350 yards passing, uh, three touchdown passes, and uh, a couple other things. But I mean, he just he played out of his mind. He's a gamer. And it sucks because it's like, man, they were so close. They were winning 24 to uh, 21 with five minutes left in the game at Oregon, hostile environment. Um, but I do think the biggest turn, uh, uh, I will say, uh, biggest turning point of the game is when Thibodeau left the game. And he went out early in the game. He was out in the middle of the first quarter, got rolled up on. Then they, he tried to come back and play. He, he did like two or three plays and he just did, he couldn't get off the line quick enough. Um, so they took him out. So that was another thing. Like he played 20 snaps and I think 10 of them, he was in the backfield within a within a second. Yeah. I mean, the team plays the whole game obviously it makes a big difference, but he didn't. And yeah. you guys are right there. I think Oregon definitely got a little overranked yeah. because they have Thibodeau on their team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they don't have a quarterback. They need to. Uh, I wish they would. I wish Chip Kelly would went right back there after uh, the NFL and yeah. UCLA. That would have been cool because they were awesome man, when he was there. Yeah, we'll 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 see how Oregon plays this weekend. Um, I don't know what the spread is. I haven't looked at it yet. But Oregon travels to Columbus this weekend to play the Buckeyes. They're gonna get housed. And. If they play like that, we'll see how they special. play. Um, so yeah, but if Thibodeau can't play, it's going to be it might be a, a slaughter, and it might look bad for the West Coast guys. But I think UCLA was or Oregon was well overranked. But UCLA, if Fresno State does play UCLA in two weeks from now, it's going to be a big one. Oh, yeah, so know, he's playing ASU this week. Yeah, so <laughs> we're going to get the house. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, hey, but yeah. I have uh, I have our toast to greatness today. What do you got? Uh, to Florida yeah. State QB Mackenzie Milton. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely good. Had that crazy injury like three years ago, like fifteen. Yeah, crazy, like fifteen hundred days or something. Yep. Uh, obviously superior light. Superior light. Superior light beer. Uh, but yeah, shout out to him, man. He almost led that comeback for uh, Florida State. Yep. I think if he starts the game for him, they beat Notre Dame. Yeah. And hopefully Notre Dame still has a team. I don't know if Brian Kelly uh, executed them all or not. Oh, my gosh. That um, quote was sure that's gonna go. I'm sure that's going to go over well it's at, not at been Notre going Dame's campus. Well. I've already been seeing that uh, he has already had to um, give it an apology, a statement. People were going after him after the game. Um, he said it was a joke. I think if he just said he misspoke, I think it would have been a lot different. I think it was the way he said, oh, no, I was quoting a movie line, a joke. I don't think you say that. You're you're saying something about your team executing, we need to execute, and then you mishap and say, it does look, sound bad, but now our entire team needs to be executed. It's awful to say, but I think if you just run with, oh, I misspoke, I didn't mean to say that. I meant to say, our entire team needs to execute better or something to that line. In fact, he goes, yeah, our entire team needs to be executed after you win a game. I think that's hilarious. Absolutely 
wrong place to say that. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I, um, just, I was when I when I saw that video, I my mouth just dropped. <laughs> dropped, dropped. Oh, what an idiot! Um, He's gone after this year, though. Already, right? He already said before the yeah. season. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna ask you. I want you to rank. Just give me your top three of like videos that they show during football games, because this is the first time college football stadiums are sold out. Oh, obviously yeah. um give me your top three entrances or moments during a game that you saw videos i can uh, give you my top three real yeah. quick if you want i saw obviously wisconsin's jump around jump around obviously that's on there that was incredible yeah. atmosphere um who else did i see if i'm gonna go i'll give you a quick top three number one it was friday night Virginia Tech. Them coming about to enter Sandman. I missed that, and just it was a seismic meter. It was crazy. Same, yeah, that was that was crazy. Second, I had the same thing with the jump around. It was amazing. It was cool to see finally because the Big Ten didn't have anyone in their stands all last year, and to see that coming back was just awesome. And then my third, we'll have to go to the Big House when uh, Michigan, Michigan in the third quarter, I believe, saying. Mr. Brightside, and it was impactful because one, I love that song, and two, everyone was on point and they said every word. It's a great bar was, song. <laughs> it was a great, great bar song. But you know, 110,000 people singing one song is amazing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I did see Michigan. Yeah, that looks fucking insane too. Yeah, so those three, I love, you know, fans being back. Oh, so good. Can't it's, wait for the NFL now, too. Can't, can't wait to the NFL. Um, now, hey, since we said we can't wait. NFL season is three days away, three nights away. We're taking tonight out. Three nights. Actually, yeah, we if you add, include tonight, three nights, because Thursday yeah. they play Thursday. Yeah, three nights. We got three nights um, until NFL kickoff with between the Cowboys and the and the Bucks. Um, I think we both know how that game's gonna end, but we'll do oh, our yeah. we'll do our uh, our full picks on Thursday. Um, It'll be a slew of pretty much all of Thursday. I think we're all we're going to talk about is football. Um, I mean, I'm going to just give a slew of college football picks and NFL picks. I think I'll probably have 10 of each um, for both teams or for both. It's going to be a big football day. Yeah. There's not going to be any golf because uh, obviously we're, they're just going to be preparing for the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Um, there's no golf for the weekend. Gonna be, yeah. We're going to be amped. We're going to have tons of picks um, and we're going to be freaking winning these things and rolling them off like freaking. Yeah. You know it. I mean, you know it's you know it's football season when I had two fantasy football drafts within twelve hours of each other, and my first one, I I'll let you know that I panic moved with my second round pick. So I had the fourth. I had the fourth overall pick in the draft. I'm just gonna give you some context. This is a two quarterback league, so you have to start two quarter. You don't have to start, but you get to start two quarterbacks. So majority of the time, those guys, um, those guys score average more points than a receiver. They're going to normally score anywhere fifteen to twenty if you get two decent ones, even more. So and I get yeah, two decent, decent ones, twenty twenty five. If you get, I go to say, if you like in one draft I had this morning, um, it's a one single quarterback league. The first quarterback didn't go off the board until I think round seven, six or seven, which is normal. 
In the two-quarterback league, Patrick Mahomes went seventh overall. That's just how important they were. So I'm just going to say this. I was the fourth overall pick. I took Devontae Adams. Mahomes went, was the first quarterback taken. There were two quarterbacks taken in the first round, Mahomes, Josh Allen. Come back around the snake draft with the second round pick, seven straight quarterbacks got taken. Damn. <laughs> no, so, I, so you didn't take a quarterback. I took a quarterback, but I was freaking out because it went like Aaron Rodgers, uh, not Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, and then Josh Allen, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Tyler Murray, um, who else? Matt Stafford. All but these the guys. Value there. There's probably so much value at so, receiver and running. I back. know, but it's also the fact you need two quarterbacks, and you're like, okay, well, all these good quarterbacks are gone. Like now you're stuck with something. Like now you're now you're already down. Please there. just please tell me you didn't get fucking car in the second in the second round. In the second round, I didn't look close enough at my cheat sheet because I was crossing quarterbacks' names off, and I was like, okay. F man, like I'm down to like quarterback number eleven on my sheet. I take Joe Burrow. <laughs> hey, hey, I have Joe Burrow. I take Joe Burrow. Did not realize that Lamar Jackson was still on the board, and he was able oh. to be. <laughs> the next guy after me takes Lamar Jackson, and I see him take Lamar Jackson. And I go, "What the fuck?" I thought he was taken already. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "Nope." He takes fucking. <laughs> And Lamar oh, Jackson. So my team would have been just incredible by Lamar Jackson. I had, I think, if I would just give you a quick start. Who's your other quarterback? So I tried to. T- I took two more. My two other quarterbacks. I took uh, Zach Wilson, and I took Jimmy G. <laughs> or my three I think quarterbacks. Jimmy G will be all right, but, but yeah, it's man, think- it sucks about Lamar. The Lamar one was just. You gotta be prepared, man. You gotta be marking those guys off. I was in panic mode because I was fourth and they were coming back around. And then I just saw all these quarterbacks going. And I was like, there's no way I'm not gonna get a good quarterback. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, man. I, Joe Burrow. All right, Joe Burrow it is. I take Joe Burrow. Guy yeah, looks big, big Joe. It's all right. Guy looks at me after I put it up on the bar, the sticker. He goes, You didn't see him? And I go, Fucking Lamar Jackson's still there. God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, that was a. That's what happened. We'll oh, see how my team good. goes. But uh, I was just like, oh, you fucking kidding me. Oh, hurts. Nothing like fantasy football, just Let's bad predict some fucking and, records. Yeah. Um, I'll let you go first. Let's start with the let's start with the a- NFC West, which I think the NFC West, I think both of us think it's going to be the best division of football because all four teams are could be playoff teams if things go right for them. Yeah. Uh, I actually don't think so. I think the uh, I think the Seahawks are going to decline this year. They don't have the offensive line, and their whole division that has stacked defenses, especially at the defensive line position. Yeah. Um, and I, I, yeah, just on. I mean, obviously they've got great coaches, great coaching staff, but uh, I'm going to go seven and ten. Wow, that is a Let's lot see. lower than I thought. Yeah. Uh, seven and ten. Um, I mean, obviously, division alone is going to be hard for them. Um, and then obviously they play the NFC North and another tough conference. So we'll we'll see. Um, could be wrong, but uh, we'll see how the Seahawks record goes. I think Russ could be on the move after next year. Um, and then second, or I guess third place, uh, will be the Cardinals. 
and I'm gonna have the Cardinals go nine and eight. Um, I believe they went eight and eight last year. Yep. So that 17th game is gonna give them one extra win. Um, Kyler Murray is gonna have a pretty good season. Obviously, he's gonna have some monster games, but I think he's also gonna have some bad games. Yeah. Obviously, tough division. Yeah. Um, then I have the 49ers um, and the Rams tied, both going 12 and five. Oh wow. Um, I think the 49ers are going to be just as good as they were when they went to the Super Bowl. They've got all those guys back. They're healthy. Nick Bose is back. Um, Kittle's back. Um, yep. So, yeah, I think they have great coaches as well. Shanahan's a great coach. And then I think the Rams are going to be uh, better than they were with uh, Jared Goff. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, with that conference that they play, um, I think there's definitely going to be some losses in there. And I think they're going to get shocked uh, Sunday night football opening week one by the uh, Red Rifle Chicago Bears. Oh, stop it. No shot. Okay. Um, my four all have winning records. Every single one. I think the reason why they have winning records is because they're not their non-conference games aren't terribly difficult. They don't have to play the AFC West or the AFC North. Um I think they play the the AFC South and the NFC, like NFC South as well. So I don't think it's a terribly difficult non-conference, which is why I think they have a high record. Um, I have the Cardinals going at nine and eight in last place. They were 500 team last year. I think they're one game better because they get 17. I just think um, I don't, I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury yet. Um, I don't know how their defense is going to stack up against all these offenses. I mean, yes, I think the offenses are all very – they're all – I think every single offense in this division is a top-10 offense in the NFL. They all can put up points. I think they all have – I mean, the Seahawks have a great quarterback in Russell Wilson. You got Matthew Stafford. I know Jimmy G, but I feel like I, – I just put as quarterback Kyle Shanahan. I feel like he just helps these quarterbacks out and maybe Trey Lance and then you have Kyle Murray. You have a slew of great quarterbacks in there. But I have the Cardinals going nine and eight, and then I have the the 49ers and the Seahawks tied in second, both at ten and seven. I think the thing, the reason why is because they all of these guys are going to beat up on each other, and I think most of these guys are going to get wins outside of their division. And then I have the Rams at eleven and six because I think the Rams have the best defense in the, in their division. I think they'll. Um, They'll play a lot better in their non-conference games, but I do think all these teams will split against each other. Um, but I think they'll be better at, uh, post-fact. So I think the Rams. The reason why I have the Rams going eleven and six is I don't think I don't have them. Um, I don't have them losing a uh, a non-conference game. I like it. There's mine. That's it. That's it. It's gonna be a great division, man. Yeah, yeah. That that division is. Freaking there's gonna be some man. great games all years out of that. Um, of that they're always, I mean, even when they're even when the teams weren't terribly good, even when they were like a couple of years ago when the Cardinals got in at seven and nine, or the Seahawks got in the playoffs at seven and nine. I mean, all those games were good. They were even though they were bad good, but they were good. They're fun to watch. Um, but yeah, so I'll start off with the AFC West and I'll let you <laughs> see how my record, my my homer picks have to go. Last place, I have the Broncos at 6-11. and 11. I just don't think they have the offensive firepower to stay up with any of these three teams. Um, definitely not the Chiefs or the Chargers or the Raiders. I just And the, the AFC West plays AFC North this year. Um, so that's a tough uh, 
inner division, I guess you would say with the AFC, but a tough non-divisional opponents where you play the, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Browns, and the um, even though the Bengals are tough, but the, I think the Bengals can put up some points. So I have them going six and eleven. In third place, I have the Chargers going nine and eight. Um, I don't trust. I don't think their defense is going to be as good as people think. They they got some guys that left, um, so I think that there's more weight on Herbert, which I think he can do it. But I do think there's going to be some games where they play where it's going to be their defense is going to be on the field and not Justin Herbert. And I don't think their defense can is going to be able. To, it's not the Chargers' defense of the last couple of years where they were able to stop people all the time. I just don't think it'll be that type of defense anymore. At second place at 10 and seven, I have the Raiders. If the Raiders go 10 and seven, I think that means this is the best Raiders team they've had in 10 years because the Raiders have the toughest schedule in football. Um, but I think they are good enough to do that. They have a lot of picks or uh, offseason uh, pickups on the defensive side, which I think is really going to help in the Gakwe, KJ Wright. Um, some other guys on the defensive side that I th- really think is going to bolster their defense. And hope, And I th- do think their um, secondary is trending in the right direction. They're young, but I think Gus Bradley is, a, is great with young uh, defensive backs. He showed that how he was with the Chargers and also with the Seahawks. So I think it'll be uh, – their defense will be better. I, I don't, I'm not saying they're going to be a top-ten defense. I just – I think the Raiders will be average. I think they'll be f- – Middle it's of the, the seventh, seventh hardest schedule. I think at the end of the year, it'll be the hardest schedule. Uh, By the end of the seven. year. Because Bears have the third hardest schedule. We'll so start we'll preseason right now, but I, I think at the end of the year, it'll end up being. And then I have the Chiefs because I think the Chiefs are still the cream of the crop, best team in the NFL. I think they'll go 14 and three. Um, and I think that. Chiefs, the Chiefs, man, they're good. I do think them. I don't. I. I think they'll lose one game in their in, in division. I mostly think it'll they'll either lose the Raiders or Chargers, just because the Chargers and Raiders can put up points with them. But I think the Char- the Chiefs will have one divisional loss to the Chargers or Raiders. Um, but that's who I have as my uh, my top four in the AFC West. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's see. Coming in last place, I have the Las Vegas Raiders. Of course, like everyone does. <laughs> uh, you guys are gonna be six and eleven. Six and eleven. I don't understand. Uh, just like I said, you have the seventh hardest schedule. Um, you have Derek Carr as your quarterback, Mister Turnover. Guy fumbles like fucking Brucey from the longest yard every oh, time I watch him play it. football. Stop um, it. I just, I mean, yeah. He, you know, you got KJ, you know, an old KJ, right? I just don't think you guys really added enough uh, to make a big improvement this year. Um, but third place, I have a tie. I guess second place, I guess I have a tie. Chargers and Broncos both going nine and eight. Wow. I think the Broncos are going to be a lot better than you think. Uh, they have a phenomenal defense, especially their de- uh, defensive back group. Uh, might be one of the best in the NFL between Kyle Fuller, Bryce Callahan. Justin Simmons, um, they got AJ Boye as well. They have Sertan so, as well. Yeah, yeah, and they drafted Sertan in the first round. Um, and they have Big Fangio, the the Bears' old defensive coach, um, and he's a wizard with defensive backs. So, um, in a passing league in the NFL, I just think they're going to be really good. I think they're going to keep a lot of games close. 
and I, I do think they have uh, some fast receivers and weapons to win games. Um, Chargers, I think, are going to be hit and miss. I think Herbert's going to have some monster games. I think he's going to have some bad games as well. That's why they're going to be nine and eight. And then I think the Chiefs are as well are just going to be, you know, same old Chiefs, uh, just like Alabama. They're just going to reload, go fifteen and two this year. So you think Teddy Bridgewater is going to do well? Absolutely. You think Teddy Bridgewater has done well in the NFL before with the Vikings? Um, pretty similar team that he's got here uh, with Denver. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see at the end of the season. Denver's um, got a pretty good line, too. Yeah, I, I we'll see. I don't think that – I think the Raiders would be better than you think. Um, everyone thinks that they suck because it's the Raiders, and everyone just hates on the Raiders, so that's fine. And ev- everyone's back on the Chargers bandwagon. I just can't – I can't stand the Chargers. Personally, I mean, you guys, it's it's really just your guys' defensive back position. It's just oh, a yeah. huge question mark, dude. And yeah. then it's in, it's in a passing league today it's when your defensive back group is the worst, which that's what the Bears are going to be. We lost a lot defensive uh, back room. We don't have that many corners, um, but we have guys that can get to the quarterback and hopefully take that away. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm hoping it's a good season. Um, I do. The Raiders do have a tough start to their season, which could change their. I think they'll. In their first four games, they play the. They play the Ravens, the Steelers, the Dolphins, and the Chargers. And their first four games. And then the Bears. And then the Bears in five. I think their first. I I think in their first four they'll split. Um, I don't think they'll beat the Ravens. I think that the Steelers game is kind of a toss up. I don't really. I don't really trust the. Uh, there, Pittsburgh's offense was just so bad last year that I, I don't know. It, they just couldn't move the football. I mean, they couldn't move the f- football against the Bengals. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I think the only thing with that is it's in Pittsburgh. So and the West Coast teams never really do terribly well when they have to go to the East Coast. Um, the Dolphins, I think, is also a toss-up too, and same with the, the Chargers. So I think that hope if they go two and two, it, it would be a plus. If they go three and one, that's a that's a win on the, the first four games. But we'll see. Um, I'm excited to make my year. I'm excited for college football. It's gonna or so close. NFL college football. Everything's now coming back in the in the full circle. You know, I feel like it's starting to become normal with all these NFL games and college football games now. It's going kind of going back a couple of years ago where on weekends I didn't move from the couch, just watch football for 24 hours straight, and it was amazing. I love every second of it. I'm happy it's back. Um, I just hope there's no COVID outbreaks and all the other crap that seems that might be trending towards that way, but I don't think it's going to happen. Same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You see my tweet to Schefter? No, I did not. <laughs> uh, he, he tweeted, like, uh, we'll, we'll have an NFL game every Sunday until, like, this certain date. Oh, yeah. Just, you better knock on the damn fucking wood, <laughs> Schefter. Yeah, I did see that, actually. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, so it's going to be a good uh, – this week is going to be amazing. I, I wish, part of me wishes NFL season started Labor Day weekend too with college football, just so we had, we had today to, you know, recover from Saturday and Sunday onslaught of just football. But um, hey, it doesn't matter, man. It's going to be great. And I can't wait to do it. Or can't wait to watch it. It is. There's it a is. prime time. It's going to be awesome. Um, just uh, we're, 
Thursday is going to be 90% football, NFL and college. Onslaught of picks. Um, we will do better than last weekend. I tell you that right now. Um, We're going to do a lot better. Percentages are still high, though. Even though, you know, we, we had a tough weekend, I'm still at 58%. I'm 7 for 12 total. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to uh, getting that back up to the mid-60s and advancing from there. Yeah. It's going to be great. We've got a slew of picks to the AFC, NFC North, um, and then also college football preview. Uh, some of the big games going on. Um, Front State is playing really good, but it'll, you know, getting ready for UCLA the weekend after that. That's all I got. Sterniacs. Thank you guys. Subscribe. Apple Music, Spotify, anywhere you, anywhere you listen to your podcast. We'll see you Thursday. Leo Dye.